From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 152 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I'm Brad Robinson. Today I'm talking about what helps me get myself back in gear. Those days of procrastinating, the days where you feel guilty and ashamed because you're watching too much TV, you're not meeting your potential, you have goals in the back of your mind that you know you need to attain, but you put them on the back burner. And so in this episode, my goal is to go over how I get myself back on track and the useful tools you can do to do just that. But before I get into all that, I want to go over your comments on last week's episode and episodes before that. Starting with Jack Mellor, he leaves a comment on episode 149, which was about one symptom leaves and then another appears. He says, such good videos, love your channel. I had what I thought was a brain tumor for three months straight due to a pressure in my head. It completely consumed my life to the point it was knocking my vision out of whack. I couldn't leave the house, doctor's appointments, emergency room visits. I still wasn't convinced after three months it started to go though. I had roughly two weeks where I was happy I didn't feel threatened by any illness. Then boom, out of nowhere, I think I've got lung cancer, an absolutely exhausting way to live. It's great to hear you explain your take on it all. Thanks again. Well, thanks, Jack, for your comment. And when I read that comment, I think, well, there's underlying beliefs there that still haven't been dealt with because, you know, one symptom goes away, but then what happens when another symptom shows up? Those same beliefs, those same emotions come back, right? Tammy leaves a comment on last week's episode, which was about the 10 habits of someone with anxiety. She says, I can relate to all of these habits, especially having no trust in my body. For so long, I've had fear of dying from a physical illness. To hear that the fear itself can cause symptoms that can resemble a real illness based on my interpretation of it is is so great to hear. Uh, Thank you, Tammy, for that comment. So let's get into today's episode. Uh, Actually, before I do that, the way... I overcame my anxiety. There's many aspects to it, but the big, I think, abstract way to look at it was adding order. And when I started to add more order and structure and routine to my life, things got better. And I have an anxiety program where... It's structured and I incorporate all of those tools and techniques and strategies I learned from CBT, NLP, tools that target the unconscious mind, 
so that you can start to manifest the things that you want. So go check out my program and remember that I structured this program. I created this program based off of what was useful for me and what I saw in not only myself, but the people who overcame anxiety, like the mentors I was looking up to, what worked for them? How did they overcome anxiety? And did it work for me to overcome anxiety? And when I I incorporated all the useful information and tools that worked for me and worked for them into this program. So go check that out at unplugganxiety.com. And remember that I have sales periodically. So right now it's 15% off with coupon code end anxiety. It's just for the fall season. So until the end of October, you can get that program for 15% off. Now, when I started to see the improvements in my life going through this anxiety recovery, I saw this new way to live, this other new world. So for example, when I would meditate, I felt different. I felt more in tune with my body. I felt I could feel my anxiety lessen. And so doors opened up into this new way of living, this new lifestyle. And You can also see that as the world of Hogwarts, if you want to talk mythology, that the outcomes of these new habits that I was doing daily, like avoiding negative friends or avoiding weed or, you know, breaking up those addictions, these new habits are evidently positive. There's no going back to old unconscious ways now that I've become more aware of the habits that kept me there back in pain and suffering. So for example, the more aware I was of, say, watching pornography or, I don't know, going to see that negative friend, avoiding responsibilities like looking for a job. Now that I'm more aware of the negative outcomes of that and being more aware of the positive outcomes of, 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 of engaging in new, constructive, powerful habits, there's no way I could slip back into those old habits. Like Harry Potter, he says, I can't stay here, referring to the Dursleys, staying with the Dursleys, those muggles, right? I belong at Hogwarts. He says that to Dobby in the second book. When you discover you have the power to generate magic, there's no staying in the regular muggle world anymore. So the first way I deal with setbacks and to steer myself back on course, I look locally. Uh, What can I do around the house? So I will organize my room. I'll go in my room and say, you know, I've been feeling like I've been procrastinating. I've, I've been feeling like I'm not doing as much as I could. I go in my room. I look around. 
Is it messy? Yes, there's some things on the ground. So I can organize those things. And so when I start to organize my room, it gets more orderly. It's I can feel my mental health improving. I can feel that things are clearing up, that I'm getting back on track. And when things in my life get too chaotic or when I start to feel this guilt or shame about this procrastinating, then I look towards my micro routines, the things I do every day that make up my life. What do I do every day? I wake up in my room. I spend time in my room. I meditate in the other room and I look towards what I do daily. Am I watching too much YouTube? Yeah, I am watching too much YouTube in the morning. Lessen that. So be, having that awareness. And I also ask myself, what can I do to make my day 5% better? The more abstract, macro you think, the more overwhelming life becomes, right? How am I going to obtain that goal? It's too big. It's too abstract. What can I do daily that'll help bring me back on course? And right now, my goals are to learn. I'm a, I'm a constant learner. I'm hungry for knowledge. So right now, I'm pushing myself to read more. I'm pushing myself to listen to more constructive podcasts. So if I'm lacking in those areas, I start to feel that guilt and shame that I'm procrastinating. And then what can I do to direct myself back onto that course? What am I doing every day that what can I sacrifice today to bring me back there? The second thing I do is I write down a list. When I have too much, too, when this happens, when I have too much going on, I write down what's plaguing me in the back of my mind. So I get a piece of paper and then I ask myself, what is plaguing me? What's in the corner of my mind that I haven't dealt with? What do I need to do? that I know I should do, but I can't seem to start doing. Also, writing down the to-do list for tomorrow is extremely useful because having a structure, it helps reduce the amount of possibilities tomorrow will bring. When... Tomorrow looks like a vast space of nothingness with no plan. There's no plan of attack. Then that will cause anxiety. Too much possibility activates your anxiety. So having a plan of action. And I see this in my coaching sessions. And what makes my co coaching sessions so valuable to the um to the the people that I'm um, I'm mentoring is that my clients that's the word I was looking for um is that 
I hold them accountable, setting weekly goals, and they love that. They say to me, Brad, I want you to hold me accountable. I want you to hold me accountable for not reaching my goal of the week. Because they tell me, I have these things that I know I, I need to do, but I can't seem to start. And well, that leads me into the fourth way to get back on track is to take a micro step towards your goal. So if you're looking for a job, you're going to do whatever you possibly can to avoid this tedious task. Why? Because it's causing some resistance, right? You're going to do something. And this this is what's so amazing when I discovered this is you're going to do something less difficult than the goal so that you feel justified that you did something useful, but you still, well, haven't completed the goal. But the task of job hunting is still lurking in the corner of your mind. It's still eating up. You know you should do it, but you do something less difficult that makes you feel justified and useful, but still you just swept looking for a job under the rug. It's still there lurking. And, you know, finding a job, that goal, it's too abstract. You have to break it down into micro goals, little attainable goals that you can do starting today. And the way I would go about that is, first of all, I would say to myself, okay, Brad, I must make a bad first draft of my resume today. Just make a bad first draft. That's my goal of the day. So as you can tell from that goal, it's not too overwhelming. It's something I can attain. Do it badly. And that's the reason why people don't start goals is, is that you're going to start them and you're going to be bad at the beginning parts of it. But if you say to yourself, I want to make a bad first draft, then that's something you can attain. So you do that. Then tomorrow, the next goal, edit the bad draft. Make it a little better. Then the day after, send out at least one resume. Send out one resume somewhere that you find interesting. We all want to get it right and perfect the first time. But approaching, <clears throat> excuse me, approaching a big goal, it can be overwhelming this way. When you say, I got to get it right. I got to get it perfect. It's like, no, set micro goals. Because if you do little micro goals each and every day, you're going to be in a totally different place a month from now if you do that. But if you keep putting it off, you're not really going to get far in a month. The fourth strategy to get yourself back on track is to watch and listen to mentors. So that's what I would do if I feel like I've been watching too much Netflix. Okay, I got to get back on track. I'm going to go watch my mentors. I'm going to listen to them. And you are who you hang around. The information your mentors are projecting outwards to you 
must be of great use for the future you, your higher self. Replacing TV, video games, negative friends with time learning from your mentors keeps your brain stimulated. Constant growth activates and generates new neuronal pathways. The act of watching their content sends the message to your unconscious. This is what I value because you are what you act out. The fifth strategy you can do starting today to get yourself back in gear is to look at failure as a lesson. Now, the feedback from failure is, is horrific, right? Your ego gets damaged. It's debilitating. But it helps you in your orientation. It helps you in your orientation. If you're not getting the proper response you want, then that's a sign that you have to adjust and that you tomorrow is another opportunity to get it right. And that's the mindset you must adopt when overcoming anxiety and, and self-developing. And, you know, if I were to go and start a new job tomorrow, I'm going to be bad at it. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be horrific in some ways. But I have the attitude and the mindset to approach that new experience in a way where I understand that I will be bad at it. That learning from my mistakes is going to help the future Brad. I will make mistakes, but being aware of those mistakes helps you orient yourself. And those mistakes, those failures is the signal of this is what not to do in order for the future you to be successful. So this is what I do when I fail. I have to communicate with myself what I did wrong and what I would do if this were to happen again in the future. We hold on to failure because the anxiety response wants to fully understand what happened and how can this be avoided in the future. The last strategy I want to mention is to change your environment. This is really important because there are situations, there are associations that have been made from certain environments. Like if you're in a certain room in your house, you're more likely going to watch Netflix. Or if you're in the bathroom, you're more likely going to go on Instagram. There's associations there. And we all build on routines. We all build on these habits that are being run unconsciously. And when you start to break those old routines by leaving your house, maybe going to the coffee shop, 
watching your mentors, listening to your mentors at the coffee shop or the library instead of at home because at home you're more likely to go back into old habits like pulling out your phone, going on Instagram, watching uh, ridiculous YouTube videos. By going to the coffee shop and then saying, well, this hour that I spend here is going to be focused on listening to my mentors, taking that online course, reading this book. And then you start to anchor the coffee shop experience with this new habit of productivity. And this is what I do because at home, you fall back into old patterns that have been built up for a long, long time. It's hard to break those. But if you know how, by going out for a drive and listening to an audiobook, you start to break your routines and replace old routines, old, old patterns with new patterns, then things start to change. And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Remember to go over to unpluganxiety.com. You can sign up for one-on-one coaching there. You can download the Anxiety Project program there. And please support my content, my channel. You can do that on my website under support me. And lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast or video. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.